So Amy did worship today. She went, you know, well, matter of fact, Amy's due in November. Mallory is due in September. So we have two pregnant women who are normally on the platform. So Mal and Justin went to the Magic Kingdom and saw Mickey because I, I didn't know there was such a thing as a baby moon. But it's like, I guess, something you can do before the baby comes. So anyway, uh, we're picking them up at the airport today, and uh, so they send their love. But I, wanted, I want us to talk about glow in the dark. If you're new today, um, if you see uh, one of the ushers in the back, make sure you get one of these. These are free. I mean, we do everything we can free. Um, these actually glow in the dark. How many have got a bracelet? And they actually glow in the dark. They do really well. I keep giving mine away. I said that again service, and Bill, bless this, already comes up and goes, here's another one. So this will probably go to somebody else sometime this week. But anyway, we're talking about just the fruit of the Spirit. We have this week and next week, we'll finish up the fruit, and then we'll get into the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to just start doing things again. We're just believing God for amazing uh, results. How many know if you're rubbing shoulders with Jesus, man, you're going to get some great results? So that's what we want to do. We're believing God for wonderful things. But uh, I wanted to just welcome you. I think we've all had times in our life as my wife so plainly stated that we just want to say something. I mean, you know you just want to because we're human. We got stuff inside that's ready to come out. Somebody cut you off in traffic or, or you swerved over, you know, but you didn't see them and they give you the number one sign for a driver. You know, I had somebody, true story, had somebody stop me, well, actually follow me to um, a church here in town because I was going to, I was, actually, I was going to a funeral. I was doing a funeral. It was a larger church in town. I was doing the funeral. They followed me. If you're here today, you shouldn't have did this. <laughs> um, anyway, they followed me into the parking lot. And he stayed behind the wheel while the lady on the passenger just chewed me up one side and down the other. Apparently, I cut them off. And I tried to say, I don't, I didn't think I did. Don't you tell me you did, you lying. And uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, and I'd, so they were eating their food and telling me at the same time while the guy's taking bites of it, you never tell me how I'm. There was all kinds of things in there. That, I mean, my old self wanted to say, why don't you put the sandwich down, bro? And uh, I'll come over there and talk to you. But uh, I didn't say anything. I said, look, I am so sorry. I didn't realize I did that. So there's times in our life where we have times. I mean, it just seems like the enemy comes in and just smacks you. And these fruit, and this fruit that we're talking about is, and we're going to read it in our scripture, God gave them to you. You have them, and the way they get activated is by opportunity. But everybody wants to say something. Everybody has times, because we're human. I know Jesus had times. He didn't, but I know there's times that he wanted to say, let me tell you something. Come here. You have not been slapped. I'll pray for your healing in just a minute. I think, you know, I mean, there's stuff. We all want to have a WWM. What would? No, I'm not doing that one. A Willy Wonka moment. Check this out. The ceiling which now has to be washed and sterilized so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> Poor Charlie. Or, or something's been brewing and stewing inside and you were like, oh, 
because it keeps happening and it's just the straw that broke the camel's back. And you would be more apt to be like George Banks. I needed to drive, mellow out, get my mind off the wedding. But mellowing out was not in the cards. Excuse me, sir, what are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I want to buy eight hot dogs and eight hot dog buns to go with them. But no one sells eight hot dog buns. They only sell 12 hot dog buns. So I end up paying for four buns I don't need. So I am removing the superfluous buns. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to have to pay for all 12 buns. They're not marked individually. Yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> Because some big shot over at the Wiener Company got together with some big shot over at the Bun Company and decided to rip off the American public. Because they think the American public is a bunch of trusting nitwits who pay for Getting things security. they don't need rather than make a stink. Well, they're not ripping off this nitwit anymore because I'm not paying for one more thing I don't need. George Banks is saying no! Who's George Banks? Me! You ever feel like that? Don't you want to just yell at the nitwit at the wiener company? And the guy at the bun company? Well, you know, you can buy eight hot dog buns now. Maybe it's because of that movie. I don't know. But let's look at our main text for this morning. Galatians 5, and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces. I want you. Who produces this? The Holy Spirit. This is the kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. So these first three items we've talked about, Paul's fruit basket, it's really spiritual. It sounds really nice. It's almost heavenly. Love, joy, peace. But then we get to this one, patience. Patience brings us down to earth on Monday, doesn't it? Because patience means you got to go to work, you got to face traffic, you got to face the boss, you got to face the coworkers, you got to face the teachers, you got to face the students, you got to face the bus driver, you got to face people. And so you got to figure this thing out. Patience, Lord, give me patience. What are we like the rest of the week? We all know how it is. We get saved every Sunday, some of us. You know, Sunday, if your kids are ever going to stay in bed, it's going to be Sunday. You get out of that bed. You get your rear end up. You get in the car. We're going to church to learn about God. Now get going. Your kids. Oh, and then you get to church and it's bless God. God is love. I love everyone. We all know how that is and we all do that. And I, I said in first service, I mean, my mom, she put up with a lot. If you can imagine, I mean, I had all the time I was putting fish worms in my pocket, frogs, uh, stuff, you know. Hey, look, mom, dead mouse. Neighbor's cat brought this up. Look how cool the head's gone. You know, whatever. I mean, she'd be like, ah. But, you know, I had gotten so much trouble, and she'd be so mad at me sometimes because I would do stuff. And I, I guess, to me, I was just a boy. I was, you know, you can't go over there. You can't do that. You can't. But, Mom, why? you got to do this. And she'd be, oh, you're going to get it when your dad gets home. You just wait. You've been picking on your sister. I'm telling you, your sister told me everything you're doing. And the phone would be, ring. And I'd say, oh, oh, and oh, ring your house. You don't keep your room clean. Ring. Hello. She could change, but see, we have to understand about this. We're all human. We all have times that we just, Lord, I need to exercise this fruit. 
and be who we're supposed to be. So how do we do life with all of its pressures, all of the stuff that goes on? Some other names for patience are long-tempered, long-suffering, forbearance. Here's a couple definitions, and I, I like these. So the ability to endure a long time, whatever opposition and suffering may come our way, and to show perseverance without wanting retaliation or revenge. Here's the other one. The ability to put up with weaknesses and foibles or foibles of others, including other believers, and to show forbearance towards them without getting irritated or angry enough to fight back. It's one thing to endure something, but it's another thing to be like, oh, please, can I just say something? Can I just? It would feel so good. Do you ever feel like anybody else gets the opportunity to say it and they can say whatever they want, but you can't? Why is that? You almost be like, oh, it would just feel so good. But then once you say it, then you kind of wish, probably shouldn't have said that. Because once it's out, it's hard to get back, and there's usually repair work to do. Patience is tough. It requires us to have strength and stamina and to exercise control over our emotions and our reaction to others. Some of us it comes more natural to. Maybe some other people are more patient. Some other people are more emotional, and they tend to be more, whoo. There are some people that, you know, that can get so excited at a football game or a sporting event and be like just going nuts. There's the fans that they're in the middle of the winter. You can watch a Green Bay Packer game and there's some guy out there without his shirt on and he's got a cheese head on his thing. You know, you're like, okay. And if you get a pneumonia, don't come crying to me. But he's excited because the pack is playing. Then there's other people that are very not that way. And so emotional, if they're like, that's really big. You could be in this church, which is cool. There'd be some people that are more expressive in their worship and they're like this. There's other people, if they're just like this, that's a big deal. There's other people like this. If I'm standing, be happy. You know, and it's okay. All of those are fine. That's up to you. But what we're talking about here is just when somebody's pushing your buttons. How we have to deal with that. It isn't always easy. Some, like I said, it comes more natural to. But something we need to remember. These are fruits that God's spirit gives us. These are fruits that the Holy Spirit is put inside you. If you've got Christ in you, you have these spirits. So if these are the character spirits of God, then it is you getting those character traits in you to be more like him. Well, that's good. That's good for us to understand that we, if we're bearing these fruits and we're showing these fruits, they are more like God. It is his character that is coming out of us. In the Old Testament, I just remember God being, you know, in my mind as a kid growing up, I thought God was this big old white man with a white robe and a long beard and a big hammer like Thor and, and, and played whack-a-mole. Anytime I did something wrong, boom, boom. And consequently, I felt like he boomed me a lot. And so I, you know, just was, oh, I had all this trouble to find that, man, how am I coming, you know, to God if he's so loving? I feel like he's going to. But in Exodus, it says the Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. We could describe patience as slow to anger. God listened to his servant Moses, you know, because how many times did Israel and Moses, God's like, okay, I'm done with these. I mean, I'm just, uh, and no, 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 no. No, God, God, now hang on. Remember what, you, remember 
Here's, here's what we talked about. And God spared so many times. He was like, all right, yeah, you're right. God's judgment didn't follow them. But it, you know, after time and time again, then eventually, obviously, sowing and reaping takes effect. Jeremiah and Hosea were sent by God just to help and try to convince Israel, you need to quit, you need to do this. So when it comes to patience, here's our first thought. Who do we follow? Who do we look at? Who's the best example of somebody that was patient? So we have to look outwardly. Let's look, let's find somebody. Who's better than Jesus? I mean, come on. I mean, this is like, this is Jesus. If he, is, he is showing us how to, how to be patient. He had to have patience. His disciples, he, he was with them for three years, and they still couldn't catch it. How do we know where you're going? What do you mean, how do you know where I'm going? I've been telling you for three years. I'm going to be with my father. And he's been telling them all along. I, basically, you know, this is why I was created. I'm coming from the cradle to the cross. I'm going here. And Peter's like, oh, no, you're not. Jesus had to say, Pete, I love you, but get behind me. That's, you don't even understand. He's had to put up. With guys that are just like, I'm not, I'm not catching this. They loved him, but yet, again, in their natural self, they're not doing what he's telling them. When they got to Jerusalem, he cries over Jerusalem. Because he knows how much God has invested in the people to bring salvation in that city and nation. And he gets there and he's just overcome by emotion. Now, check this out. It's because God's spirit is connected with the Son. Because Jesus said, if you've seen me... You've seen the Father. Now, that same connection, when you are connected with Christ, that's why people can see Christ in you because you're connected. If, you've, if they've seen you, hopefully, they're going to see this fruit and see Jesus. Because you're going to do... You know, having fruit like this is like petting a cat backwards. It just goes against the grain. Because the world doesn't do this. Jesus, talk about patience. How about the patience he had to, to endure the cross? I mean, he's, he's like, God, if there's another way, I'm for plan B if you've got another plan, but if not, we'll do plan A. But he had to take our sins, mine and yours, and he had to bear those. He had to do all of that on the cross. And, and I said earlier, they beat him to beyond recognition, and he did not retaliate. Could you imagine? I mean, you know, very, he could be like Kung Fu Panda. He could just go skadoosh. And all he had to say, the very dudes that came to get him, are you Jesus? I am he. And they just hit the ground. And just the Bible says they're just like, oh my gosh. I mean, just the power of that. He could call angels by just saying, handle it. That's all he had to do. You talk about Avengers and one click of the finger. But the Bible says he did nothing. He was quiet. Patience. If we were God, we would not be that patient. We would fry everybody, wouldn't we? <laughs> that was very funny for you cutting me off. <laughs> We'd be like the emperor on Star Wars. <laughs> Lightning would come out of our hands or something. I don't know. I know that sounds a little morbid. I'm sorry. Not really, but you know. He did not retaliate, but he trusted the Father. Even when they were killing him, 
He was trusting God. You see, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus. And that same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit that resides in you when you accept Christ. And with that Spirit, He gives these fruit for you to cultivate. Jesus is our best choice for a role model. Our next thought, if we're looking outward, we're finding Jesus. But what about us? Let's look inward. Brings us to ourselves, doesn't it? This is one of those things we have to remember. If somebody told you, once you accept Christ, everything's going to be easy peasy. Really? If they persecuted him, if they taunted him, if they made fun of him, if they gave him a hard time, they will give you a hard time. There will be times where you won't have a hard time. But there'll be times when it'll just be almost where you're like, are you kidding me? Then let me just say this. Sometimes we take it personal. It's because of how I look or how I am or it's me, it's me. Let me tell you what it is. It is what is inside you. It is the spirit of God inside you, which is really, you know, this is something. Kayla, where are you at? Oh, there you are. You know, we talked about this um, Thursday, right? I already had this message. I'm just saying, you came and told me about some stuff going on, and we had already talked with her and her mom. This is what, it is the Jesus that people see in you, and that spirit of the people that aren't following God, there are things that will just, you're going to have to activate those fruit. That's what it is. I mean, if you're, oh, God, give me patience. How's he going to give you patience? Does he just go, patience, and you're now, or does he give you opportunities to cultivate that fruit? You're going to have opportunities to let that fruit grow. Jesus had to do that because he was God and man. He had fruit that he's like, I choose. You're going to have to endure and you're going to have to stand. We got to put up with some things, don't we? Now, there's, uh, just because you're a believer doesn't mean you have to be a floor mat. Because the world is like, you can't say anything because they're ready to call you on it. If you disagree with anything, you're a Christian. There's a lot of things Jesus disagreed with. So you can be who you're supposed to be, but you have to operate in love. We talked about that fruit first. And we have to forgive. Do you know you have to choose to forgive? And when you choose something, feelings will come in line later. But, you know, if you choose to forgive somebody, you don't always feel like you forgive them. Your body has to, you know, you basically, life is in your mouth. You will follow what you speak. When you choose, I choose to forgive, but inside your feelings are like, how about being in a store and somebody's hurt you and you see them coming down the aisle? You immediately, if we're honest... We're going to go down another aisle. But if we really think about it and we really forgive, that's a real good sign to go, I got to work on that a little more. But we could go to them and just walk by them and say, hey, how you doing? Doesn't mean you have to stand there and talk about life. It just means you can just greet and keep on going if that's what needs to happen. Forgiveness. We often judge others by what they do and ourselves by our intent. In other words, we'll, we'll look out and we'll judge somebody else by what they did. Well, you hurt me. 
and we might have done the same things, but we didn't intend for it to hurt anybody, so we'll judge ourselves for the intent. There's no balance there. So God is going to make us toe the line. We all have shortcomings, areas that need work. People are all on a journey. Not all are sharing the ride or going in the same place or even at the same speed. Grace needs to be applied. So we have to keep ourselves clean in our heart and in our mind and our thoughts and think good thoughts. I'm learning, you know, so many times it's so easy to assume. But we have to just put our mind in check. I think I want to, I can't think of the guy's name. Josh was his first name, but he had a book, you know, don't check your brains at the door. We need to make sure that we, we have ourselves intact with the Spirit of God. We all have different personalities. Everybody in here, a lot of us are different. Some of us are kind of the same, but we have different preferences. And so sometimes it's a greater challenge. So others, some are more introverted, some are extroverted. So it's easy for an extrovert. If you go to, to uh, Connection today, you're going to find out your giftings test. So it's all free, and you'll find out what you already know. You're going to find out if you're an extrovert, you can connect with people. So a great spot for you might be the front door greeting or an usher or something where you're, hey, it's so good to see you, glad to... But if you're not an extrovert and you're an introvert, greeting's probably not going to be your thing. Because if you're an introvert and you're kind of like, don't really, I would rather pray but not really in front of everybody or this is where I'm at, then you're going to have to find your niche and maybe God will pull you into a different direction later, but you're going to have to find where you fit, where you feel like this is good for me. <clears throat> Let's go to kindness. If patience is the tough fruit, kindness has got to be the tender one. Paul puts kindness right after patience. I think because they're both essential qualities of love. You have to be patient and you have to be kind. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient and kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud. If you love somebody, you find it easier to be more patient with them. Isn't that true? If you love them, they can be ornery. And you'll still be like, but I love them. Some of, some of you girls are like, I love my husband. I love him. I really do. <laughs> being kind to others is probably one of the most noticeable characteristics of being a genuinely loving person. Just being kind. If you're just kind, where you... Maybe you see something, in, and here's our first thing on kindness. So our first thought is kindness is serving. In essence, it's being thoughtful to others, first before ourselves in certain situations. Can I help this? I want to help them. I see they're struggling. Let me help them. What about you? No, I want to make sure they, they're first. If we go to my sister's house for lunch or anything like that, um, Jay, who's my uh, wonderful, is, he, if you've never met Jay, you saw him drumming, you can't meet a nicer guy than Jay. You just can't. I mean, that dude, like, radiates kindness. His, his middle name is probably uh, Jay Kindness. You know, I mean, he's just, he's, he's crazy kind. We go to her house to eat. He'll stand there, and he will wait till we all get in line to eat. And we'll be like, Jay, get in line. No, no, you go ahead. Jay, get in line. M matter of fact, I don't even ask him anymore. Because I used to say, no, you go first. Because we'd be standing there for 20 minutes because he ain't going. And, and the gravy's getting cold, so I'm going. But, I mean, that's just part of it. He was just genuinely that way. No, he wants everybody to go. For, you know, and she always has enough. There's always, matter of fact, you can go eat seconds or thirds or fourths. And then she usually sends food home. 
She'll be like, do you guys want any food? That's like, duh. If you're going to send me food home that you made, sure. That's like going to Willy Wonka and saying, can I have all the candy? Kindness is serving. It's just being thoughtful. It's you want to help others. You want to see them succeed. You want to encourage them. You want to comfort them. You want to do what that is. You just want to see success. That's part of what we do as pastoring. It is my job. It is part of my goal. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you grab a hold of the kingdom and go, you know what? This is working. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm coming out of this. The darkness is going away. Stuff is happening. It's, it's, it's amazing that God is he's just that way. He's just kind. And that fruit is something he gave you. Sometimes we just need to put ourselves in the shoes of those that are maybe going through a tough time. Because we're not going through a tough time at that time. Patience has to work, doesn't it? Because we're not understanding. Hey, life is good over here. Why are you so snotty? What can I do for you to help that? Kindness follows Jesus when he said, this is the golden rule. This is, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The world basically calls it karma. What goes around comes around. That's what the world says. But in the Bible, it's basically sowing and reaping. If you want good things to happen, you sow good things. And you'll reap good things. If you're a snot, you get a reap snot. So you're going to have to understand, those that are persecuting you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be them. You can respond in kindness and patience, which is the ingredients of love. Kindness comes in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Maybe it's a smile, a kind word, something encouraging, a simple act. Our next thought of kindness, it's a choice. It goes beyond duty. It means doing something you don't have to do but choose to do. You choose kindness. It goes beyond reward because you're not doing it for money. You are doing it because it's just part of who you are. Can I say that in these fruit, the reward is in the fruit? You know, now we, we, you know, before I was pastoring years ago and when I met Kim, I, I'd just come back from managing a fitness center and was bodybuilder and all that stuff, you know, so all we did was, you know, and all that. But, you know, you talk about eating clean, and so this is what you do, and you'd eat five or six times a day, and you'd eat this, and, and what's the reward? The reward was in the, the food itself. You understand what I'm saying? I would grab the stuff in the food itself and it would go to work in my body to do what I'd put in there. The reward for kindness is in the fruit itself. You're not doing it for another thing. It's it's just part of it. it. It is rewarded because God put that fruit in you. It is a choice. And it costs you something. It might cost you some time. Maybe you have to pick somebody up for church or... Maybe you're taking them some food, or, but it's worth whatever it is because it's part of that fruit that's inside you. The Bible often puts kindness and generosity together. You know, what they did was so kind. They went way above and beyond. They blessed me. They did this. When kind deeds are done, they're usually done by people who are kind in themselves. Their nature is kind. It's the, it's the person of who they are. It's in their character. So God's character is kindness. 
The Old Testament, one way the word hesed, H-E-S-E-D, is translated is loving kindness. It's also translated unfailing love is also translated as kindness. Psalm 23, 6, Surely your goodness and unfailing love or kindness will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Since kindness is a quality of God, we have that same fruit as well. If we are a follower or a believer of Christ, we have the fruit of kindness. Jesus is amazing. We talked about him as being an example. He was so kind. He, he had to be kind all the time. If you think about it, I mean, how many times has he gone somewhere doing something and somebody interrupts him? He's on his way to, you know, Jairus comes. He's gone somewhere already. And you got to come. My daughter's sick. You, you got to come. Come on. Come with me. Whatever they need. It's, she's going to die. You got to come. And so Jesus has compassion and, and he's kind and he's, okay, I'm going to come with you. On the way there, there's a woman with an issue. Well, I, need, I, can't get, I can't get well. She gets healed. There's a guy, listen, I've got a soldier. If you just say the word, you don't even have to come, but just say the word. There's interruption after interruption. When he's eating, hey, let's, let's eat. And all of a sudden, somebody breaks in and pours perfume on his feet and then dries his feet with their hair. He's constantly being interrupted. But he's kind, and he has compassion. How about even Zacchaeus? I love the story of Zacchaeus, because Zacchaeus, he was just a wee little man. Oh, wee little man was he. And, you know, he's sitting up in this sycamore tree because he can't see because he's little. So he can't see over the people, so he gets up in the tree, and Jesus comes over, calls him by name, never been to his house before, didn't know him, but calls him by name. Again, now we're talking a word of knowledge. This is a gift of the Spirit, but connected, and says, Zacchaeus, today I'm coming to your house. Everybody knew what Zacchaeus does, and so in the crowd there's... But because of the kindness and compassion, he just puts that aside, goes to his house, and the Bible says Jesus declares salvation has come to this house today. Because Zacchaeus says, I'm going to, I see this now, I'm going to give back everything, I'm going to do all of this. And Jesus is saying, look, you've seen something. Why? He's seen some fruit because he's had an interaction with Christ. When you interact with Christ and Jesus gets with you, you cannot help but get what he's got. That's the fruit. You're going to have all kinds of opportunity to operate in these. I'm going to tell you a true story. I said it in first service, but this was true. I couldn't believe it. It was so ridiculous, I couldn't believe it. We went through a drive-thru. I, I don't know what, I, I believe it was a Wendy's, but I don't remember which Wendy's, so that really doesn't matter, but it was a Wendy's. You know, and <laughs> Mallory, who you know you normally would see doing praise and worship, but... <laughs> She, she likes certain things. She is, a, in ways, kind of picky eating. So if she's watching this, now if you're watching this and you're, you know, in the plane or whatever, I don't know if you can or not. But she likes chicken nuggets. She likes cheeseburgers with ketchup only. She likes certain things. You know what I'm saying? Women, you, and now if you're pregnant, help me, Jesus. Because now I think you can say things and she'll be like, oh, oh, I don't, oh don't say that. Okay. 
So anyway, Justin has got to operate in patience and kindness. But we go in, and so we order, and, you know, so my, my wife, she loves spicy chicken. So spicy. She's going to get some spicy chicken. And I, I don't remember what I got. So we get all the order, but I need one cheeseburger, just cheese and ketchup only. Okay. We order it. They repeat everything back to you. Okay. You go up there. My wife says, before you pull away, let's check. All right. So we start checking in there. She's handing stuff out, you know. How many moms and dads know what I'm talking about? She's handing stuff back. And here's this, here's this. Mal, here's your sandwich. Sandwich has everything on it. And, and so I'm like, oh. You know, so nobody else. I mean, now Mal has to operate in patience and kindness. And I guess we all do. But guess who has to go in? Because Mal's not going to go in. Pastor Kim's not going to go in because I'm driving. I'm going to go in. So I pull the car over. And so I go inside and I said, hey, I, I stand over the counter. I wait on somebody to make eye contact. Sometimes that's a challenge. And I said, hey, I, you know, I know you guys are busy and I appreciate everything you do. So I'm exercising kindness. And, you know, you go through the drive throughs because you don't want to go inside. Now I've already disobeyed the whole law of the drive through I'm inside. We ask for cheese and ketchup only. It's on the receipt, cheese and ketchup only. You guys repeated it, that, but it has everything. And, there, and the girl is like this. Now, I, she takes the sandwich from me and goes over to the trash and goes, thunk. Now, I'm a dude. I'm like, I ate that. That's not my fault you made it wrong. Give it to me. I will eat it. So then they, oh, we need a sandwich. Jason got your mama. So they give me another sandwich. My fault here. I don't check it. I go out to the car. I get in the car, fasten my seatbelt, click. They open it and go, Dad, there's no cheese on this. You're kidding me. No, it's just a plain hamburger. Oh, click. Give it back to me. I walk in, wait for eye contact. Hello, it's me again. Listen, I know you guys are really slammed. I'm not trying to add to that. Bless your heart. We ask for a cheeseburger, just ketchup only. This just has a plain hamburger. No cheese, no ketchup. We just need... Chunk. I'd have eaten that! So then, we need a cheeseburger, ketchup only. I don't look at it again. I don't know why. I think I'm entertainment for heaven at this point. I go back out. I get in the car. Click. Here you go, Mal. And now it's funny. Kim just starts laughing. And Mal's like, you have got to be kidding me. They gave me a bun. No hamburger. No nothing. I am like, are you kidding me? Click. Give me the burger. And go back in. I don't care if they throw this one away because I'm not just eating the bun. And then they finally like, oh, we're sorry. I'll bet you are. But I didn't say anything. But we, you know, on the way back, we are, you know, it's kind of comical. But what I'm asking is this. As true as that story is, when we want to activate a fruit, there will be opportunities, won't there? Now, that one I can tell my grandkids and all that. And that's just a stupid story of a drive-thru. But, you know, really, I think, all kidding aside, you want to be nice to the people that make your food? Because if you're not, 
you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes to your food. <laughs> oh, just saying. So kindness, how do we get patience and kindness? We, we cultivate those. We, we thank the Lord for opportunities to build our character. So let me ask you this, and we'll finish with this up here real quick. How do we know, Brett, when we're operating in kindness and patience? Well, patience, I think, is going to be pretty obvious because you're, it's going to test you even more. Because you'll, you'll want to react, but then you'll, you'll sense yourself saying, no, hang on. Kindness is one of those that you will actually probably do without thinking. And then realize, I'm operating in that gift. That fruit is starting to work. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, it seems simple, and it really isn't real complicated but there are times and trying times that will make things a little more complicated. But I'm looking at people that are very capable of taking care of what God has given them. So I want to challenge you this morning as we look, you know, next week we have two more. We're going to look at those and then we're going to jump to the gifts. And we're going to explain those. And we'll just see where the Lord takes us. But if you're here this morning and you're saying, man, that is me. Maybe you live in a situation at home and it, it, you, patience is needed every day. Some of y'all are extremely patient. I don't think you give yourselves enough credit. Kim and I have went through the stages of four children growing up. And there are different phases where it seems like we almost did wrestling. I'd come home and she'd be like, tag team, I'm out, you're in. You know, and you're like, okay, and trying to figure this out and then vice versa. Life kind of comes at you and there's going to be things, there just is. But because of Christ, now think about this. Jesus said, the things I do, you'll do greater. Nobody's making us carry a cross down a road. He already did that for you. And if he could control his mouth, the Bible says he didn't say a word. It blows my mind. I mean, I've wrestled with my boys their whole life. Sometimes they'd, they'd get on me and they'd grab my hair and pull and I'd be like, hey, hey, hey. Or we'd be climbing and they'd get around, you know, they'd try to hang on. And I'm like, you're joking me, you're joking me. And they don't stop. Does that mean I should stop? That would be a good idea. Or you can stop when I pass out. That'll probably help. Jesus didn't say anything because he was on a mission. So, Brett, what are you telling me? I'm telling you you're on a mission. Where you work, people come up and say, I'm the only Christian in, in where I work, or I'm the only Christian in my school, or I'm one of the few Christians or the only one on my school bus. That's why you're there. Somebody's got to show up. Somebody's got to be the example. Somebody's got to look not just out, but look in. And because that's where it starts. We don't judge. we got to look at ourselves. God, I don't care how they are. How do you want me to be? Isn't that important? That's what Jesus said, not what I want what you want so you're gonna have to look at things like that you're gonna have to say you know what I don't care what they do I mean I care but I can't control them but I can control me 
by the grace of God, by the fruit of the Spirit. Bow your head and close your eyes.